Hello. Yay. Hey. <laughs> it sure do start counting down instantly. I swear. So, like, I'm going to edit the first part out and everything like that. I just learned how to edit a little bit. So, I'm like, oh, okay. Let's make it more easier. Instead yeah, of editing, isn't, uh, editing <laughs> isn't as hard as you think. <laughs> I'm just now learning because YouTube. Thank God for YouTube. Nah, YouTube. Uh, YouTube University. <laughs> hey. That's pretty good that's the, uh, okay, so. But they didn't teach you. Um, okay, a couple things is. I do my music, like the jazz music in the background. I do that with YouTube. So if an ad pop up, I'm just say, hold on. And then we just hold our thought and we wait and I'm going to skip it. And then right. in the moment that we're skipping it, I'm going to just do a personal ad because I just got approved for a personal ad. Hey. I know, I'm so excited. But like, um, we just do that. But other than that, we just act like we're on the phone, like normal conversation and everything. Majority mm-hmm. of times you're going to be talking. Of course, you know. I really don't have to tell you. I'm just used to telling other people because right. two people so far. Um, like, now, so can, can I um, still exit this app? Or try, do exit, I? try try right now. Okay. You, you should be able to. Okay, yeah. you can. I can still see that it's recording, right? Okay, cool. So yeah, right. You should be able to do it because it's, it's going to save on my phone more than anything. Right, yeah. right, right, right. But put your phone on Do Not Disturb so nobody call. Okay. And other than that, I'm gonna do an intro, and then after I say my intro, I'm gonna be like, "Okay, I'm allow him to introduce himself." And then after that, you know, the whole topic is selfish black man showing up for yourself. But I'm gonna do a little prologue before then, and you know, you can just branch off of there. Of course, you know. So, I, all right, I'm gonna do the music right now, and I'm gonna skip this ad. Alrighty. Okay, here I go. Hello, my friends. We are back at it again for another episode. I am so thankful and grateful for y'all lending me your ears for another Thursday. And so, you guys know that this podcast this season is called Spring Shoutouts. Mainly, it's for y'all. And I'm just basically hearing what you guys want to say. Anything you guys inbox me or anybody I meet who inspire me or anything, I decided to do a podcast on it. Y'all know my name is Jazz Like the Music or Lil Mother. My Instagram is L I L dot M U V A. And I want you guys to do me a favor. I want y'all to let me know you're listening to this podcast by just screenshotting the episode and tagging me in it. I'm always shout y'all out. I'm always be thankful and grateful. So I do have a surprise this episode. But before I even get into this episode, y'all know that this is called the self-ish black man showing up for yourself. 
I did an episode and it was my first season, episode two. And it was called The Selfish Black Girl, where I was talking about showing up for yourself as well. And you guys had my point of view. Y'all had me talking about how I feel like me choosing myself first is how I choose you guys. It was talking about how I feel like being selfish is almost like self-care. And I was telling y'all how I don't even like to use the word selfish as one word. I like to space it out because it's self and an ish. But with that being said, my surprise is I do have a special guest, but I'm going to just go ahead and allow him to introduce himself right now. (laughs) What's going on, listeners? (laughs) What's going on, good people? My name is uh, D. Marquise Watson. I go by Dallas. I'm from uh, good old Dallas, Texas. Uh, Live out here in Nashville, Tennessee. Graduate of the Tennessee State University. Um, Yeah, I'm an actor. I'm an editor, videographer, cinematographer. Um. Yeah, a bunch of a uh, bunch of different things, but most importantly, I'm a good old black man. <laughs> He's the jack of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I do want to know how do you feel about the word selfish? Um, I feel like it has a negative connotation. I feel like um. Of course, some things when people people do some things that are selfish, uh, it can be looked at as negative. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes being selfish is, of course, looking out for yourself um, in a way. In certain situations, that may be what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? The crazy thing is I've learned, like, selfish is like a two-way street. It's good and bad. Right. It's like, say for instance, you ask me to do something and I say no. It's good for me, but it could be bad for you. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, selfish, it's hard to even put a label on it. So, do no. you feel like selfish is like self care? It has its ways of being self care, of course. Hell yeah. Let's say I, I had a long day at work. Or something of that nature and I got a friend who I don't know wants to go out and you know what I'm saying he always forces I don't know let's just give this a scenario and he wants to go out and I and I say no mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and I'm the only I'm the best wingman and and if, <laughs> and if I don't go out it's gonna be a horrible night and oh everybody's fun is is weighing on my shoulders and if I say no because I just had a long day at work and I really just want to sit in my room and like smoke a blunt who knows mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and 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 if I say no I'm probably looked at as selfish you know what I'm saying I'm ruining their their version of the the, the question at hand you know what I'm saying what's at the at stake here you know what I'm saying but in my mind I'm taking the night and the rest that I need you know what I'm saying, to be a functional human being the next day or for whatever I have to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to enjoy my time at the house, but on their end, I'm 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 fucking up their night. You know what I'm saying? Dallas, like... Dallas isn't going to be there. This is going to be a <laughs> shit night now. 
it's almost like saying no make you the bad guy but like right is the bad guy really if i go out and go against what i wanted to do which was be at home you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i go out i'm not gonna have the best time i'm gonna be upset or or i might have to smile through it and you know what i'm saying and that's how you that's how you create problems i don't want to sit here and just be fake smiling through a whole night of unwanted fun in the first place type of thing but if people could be more selfish and not really look at it as being the bad guy you know what i'm saying and telling your friends or telling whoever yeah i'm gonna take this night to myself or i don't really want to do that type of thing so like like basically taking a break is like part of like mental health basically. oh yeah big part big part so First, this is like a two-part question, basically. So what is mental health and what is mental health as a black man? Because in my opinion, it's two different things. Like, Mm. I know as a black woman, my struggles is different from a white woman. Right. Just like internally, just feeling like, am I enough? Just body shaming, overworking myself. I was just talking about on one of my other podcasts with a guest how as even just black people in general, we overwork ourselves just because we don't want to sit with our thoughts. We don't like to be bored. Even at night we overthink because at night that's where we rest the most and we're just, you know, scared to be with our thoughts. So mm-hmm. we, we smoke, we drink, we do so much stuff to basically hide from that. And it's like as a, a white woman, which I can't speak for anybody because I'm not a white woman, but I would feel and think that it's different. So, how uh, do you yeah. Well, as a black man, you already know it's so many things that are Amen. always, yeah, always uh, constantly, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> looming over us. <laughs> Hell, white women. <laughs> <laughs> the white man. Black women. another black man you know what I'm saying everything in the world is tugging at the well-being and the sanity of a black man you know what I'm saying so when it comes to mental health mental health as a human being is something that should be a priority you know what I'm saying Um, having the, the, the sense enough to know that certain things in our lives can affect our mental state you know what I'm saying and respecting that shit and respecting the fact that we need help sometimes with the fact that we don't really know what's going on with our brain. There are people who went to school for this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That can understand and be able to break down and put a word or a diagnosis on the reason we act the way we act or the way we are with relationships or the way I'm always so fucking mad or, you know what I'm saying? Like, who knows type of thing. There's a there's a reason for it all and which could benefit the people around you. You know what I'm saying? Your future, your kids, yourself, of course, you know what I'm saying? Your partner. Mm-hmm. But as a black man, black mental health, you already know there's a, there's a, um, there's a cloak. There's a cloak on the mental health for black men for mm-hmm. some reason, meaning we don't think we need it or, it's not uh it's not something that's um congratulated or it, it's it's frowned upon, I would say. I don't know why people have that 
have that notion, you know what I'm saying, that we are just free of mental mental health. You know what I'm saying? We just don't need it. I don't know why people think we are just that strong to where we are stronger than everybody else. That we don't need such a thing, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so there's a bunch of cases and a bunch of cases where we are just, you know what I'm saying, the way we are and we don't get no help and we fuck up whoever life is in the in the way, you know what I'm saying, or our own and anybody we touch type of thing if it's to that point where they put it off for so long type of thing but hey like a domino effect right right it's just a bottle you just keep shaking up you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's gonna burst eventually and I mean, nine times out of ten it's not gonna burst in a good way and that's crazy because like i feel like like the mental health thing even in the black community is so recent and it's growing yeah and it's like I don't feel like it's growing that fast with black Mm-mm. men because Mm-mm. do you agree that if a black man show that he has any type of mental illness even depression that he's less masculine we look at y'all as less uh, masculine uh I feel like it's it's not good but yeah he's looked at as weaker you know what I'm saying he's not an he's not an all around um strong man hell that nigga suffer with depression look at him sad at you know like who knows yeah but it's like you know what i'm saying it 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 would be something that nobody would um think that would be supported you know what i'm saying right off the bat or give him like unconditional support type thing but that's 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 the bad part but that's what we got to get get around to doing celebrating the fact that he's gotten them He's gotten uh, comfortable with that and he's recognizing it and he's doing steps to, you know what I'm saying, get past it type of thing. So it's not a generational curse, oh, yeah. stuff like that. So, but, you know what I'm saying, it's just all about how we look at it. You know what I'm saying? What we what we look at is celebration worthy. You know what I'm saying? I just fucked 10 bitches. What, nigga? Go crazy. <laughs> but I also just signed up for 10 months of therapy because I've been battling why I fucked 10 bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. type of thing. But, ah, oh, damn, why you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's for what? <laughs> different pers- perspective. Right. It's like, yeah. why, why are you trying to figure out what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? You just fine. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> But I who knows? Double edged sword, sword right? With you, and it's like right. you want to know what's even crazier about being a black man, mm-hmm. even a black woman, but mainly a black man, because as a black woman, you can get away sometimes with your looks, right? Right. That a black man, when he walk into a building, he don't even know if half of the people are even going to like him at right. all, including a black man, right? A black woman. Yes, we go through our struggles the same way, but at the same time, if we're pretty, we can still get looked at, if that makes sense. I said pretty privilege is real. It's so real. I would not lie. It is so real. That is like the struggles of a black man, I feel like it's the the hardest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I understand anger, but how do you cope? Like, um, in Nashville, how do yeah. you cope? Well, coping is, shoot, that just turns into an everyday thing. You know what I'm saying? You literally see another day, you just take mm-hmm. that with you. You know what I'm saying? Thank the Lord mm-hmm. type shit. But it's really um, staying above it. You know what I'm saying? Not trying, not even really trying to look at every single aspect that can take you down. 
know what I'm saying? Because that, that'll just be overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? Especially living day to day. You you of course you know it's there. It's like it's like death. You know what I'm saying? We know we're gonna die. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's not like I'm sitting here watching out for every little thing in the world that can kill me type thing. I'm reading the back of every label or you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm going out of my way to shoot, not step on a crack or something crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, but I just know yeah. I know it's there. I know the police are who they are. I know, you know what I'm saying, the threats of a black man are out there on a constant basis. But for my sanity, it's not even like I put it in the forefront of my mind mm-hmm. on a daily basis because that would that would make me crazy. You know what I'm saying? That would make me not want to have a simple conversation with a white man, probably. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking if this nigga trying to get me. Yeah. Which he probably is, <laughs> the but, but still, you know what I'm saying. I try to you know, not make it, um, make it all of my life type of thing. You try to go in with like a clear slate until prove it otherwise. Oh, for sure. I have an optimistic lookout, uh, <laughs> look on life type of thing. I'll trust, I'll trust just about anybody off rip. You know what I'm saying? Just. Mm-hmm. Because I would want somebody, I'm a trustworthy person type of thing. So I'll give somebody a smidge of trust. And if you fuck it up, of course, you fuck it up. You mess it mm-hmm. up, you mess it up type of thing. And that's that's all about about all you're going to get with me. But true. just with the world, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll, I'll trust the trust. The trust. I'll trust myself. I'll trust my judgment of a person, you know what I'm saying? And if, it, if I'm proven otherwise, then they or yeah. Or even of a situation. But, I, got, I got this um, previous episode. It's episode five called Outward Accountability. And it's talking about how, like, the outside world how could probably, like, affect how you act inside, if that makes sense. So, say, for instance, you're at a job and this, the box. You know the boss wants you to do this one thing, so you do it just for him. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. And you're just like, all right, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you, you're you supposed to have, like, a private party for yourself before you have a public one. So you're supposed to have that passion and want to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's different when you actually want to do something and then your boss congratulates you. You're like, oh, my God. Like, you know, this is thank you so much. Like, I really right. work hard on this. I put everything into it. Coming from a real place type of thing. Exactly. And so, basically, it kind of goes back to, like, a two-part question. So, like, code switching is a thing in a Black community, for sure. Oh, yeah. And do you feel like when you code switch, is this truly you? Um, I feel like it is. Uh, mm-hmm. In a sense, because some people can't do it at all. You know what I'm saying? Some people can't do it at all That's to true. where to where they don't even have the capability of being even slightly, I don't know, different type of thing. And it's not the fact that it's not you. I know some people can co-switch too far. <laughs> <laughs> some people can co-switch way too far. But you know what I'm saying? If if I feel like just a little bit of a little bit of code switch sprinkled on top of, of course, who you are naturally just to adapt you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. 
isn't isn't frowned upon but the if i if you ask anybody what's the the too far you can go with ghost switch and i'm pretty sure image will come into your mind what is just too doggone far you know what i'm saying but where you get to the point of hell selling out or you losing respect for yourself type of thing you know what i'm saying i'm not a i wouldn't dress i wouldn't code switch in clothing type of thing you know what i'm saying i wouldn't do that I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't switch up my wardrobe just to be around no white folk, you know what I'm saying? Or but you know what I'm saying? Well I change the the lingo. Yeah, I'll change my lingo, you know what I'm saying? Will I say certain dialect around white folk? No, because in my mind I don't even think they would understand it. Not because not because I'm trying to make them more comfortable. I don't even I don't even want y'all asking me, huh? What? You know what I'm saying? I don't even want y'all doing that. Yeah. So if anything, I'll refrain from using what I know or what I would figure or suggest to be straight up lingo for their ass that they're not going to understand. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go ahead and just not use that word in this point in time. I'll use something else. You know what I'm saying? But and sometimes it can be unconscious. People can just code switch and just naturally adapt to the situation and change themselves. Especially being down here in like Tennessee, Nashville, oh, yeah. right? It's just like it's so predominantly white that you have to be able to code switch and still be who you are. Right. Or if you take it too far and don't have that balance, you feel like you can lose yourself. Like literally, that's that's where that's what I mean by like it can get to a point where, all right, man, you've gone too far with this type mm. thing. You your code is your code. Your code can't be changed back. <laughs> You don't reset your password, my nigga. Like you know what I'm saying. You need you can't to, double dutch back. Right. You 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 tripping. You, tripping. <laughs> you code switch a little too far, but nah, it can happen. You know, maybe somebody be in that type of environment for too long. Maybe somebody has a corporate job and they just can't turn it off now, and that's just they lost them. Essentially, lost their mind. You know what I'm saying? Like and now yeah. they just locked into this code switching world or code switching lifestyle. That um that I feel like that's definitely a possibility. And I feel like a lot of people probably got themselves into that situation thinking or knowing that code switching is a beneficial and then get sucked into it to where they don't change their code when they back around their normal habitat, you know what I'm saying? A normal Make normal people type it. of thing. And now you now you acting weird and acting funny to the black folk. Like, nigga, what's wrong with you? <laughs> oh. And just don't even know who they are anymore. Right. Now now you messed up in the head. Boom, and now you got to go to therapy. Boom. <laughs> so, like, speaking of, you know, professionalism, I just want to talk about, like, the acting and the editing. And so, like, what's your drive or, like, your passion and everything like that? And what do you do? So, just, you know, put a little spotlight on yourself. Right. Um you know, I got a, I got a good old bottle of charisma inside of me. You know what I'm saying? Um, so all, all throughout my life, hell, people been telling me about this um, attitude and charisma and just personality that I have. Of course, I see it my damn self, but I don't really know what I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted to do, type of thing. Um, but when I was coming up, I wanted to be a, uh, <laughs> I wanted to be a stuntman. Um, <laughs> right so like my first love or first idea to be a part of 
the movie industry or just, you know what I'm saying, um, um, creatively being an artist was being a stuntman. I uh, I wanted to be a stuntman. And then I wanted to be the voice of, because I like cartoons growing up. I always wanted to be a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Not, not knowing that that's literally just a person with an animated voice or just a regular voice that just is speaking for that cartoon. So as I got older, I wrapped my mind around it. And I was going to be a stuntman who did voices for cartoons type of thing. So uh, I graduated uh, high school and I got to college and I was like, you know what? I'll just be an actor. I'll be an actor who can do his own stunts. And then I'll just embark on the journey of everything else along the way type of thing. So I um, I cut my locks. I had uh, uh, locks growing up. I cut my locks so I could be a more versatile actor. I um, did a couple plays, all of that good stuff, and I started doing movies and whatnot. And then I was like, you know what? I want to learn um, the other side of the camera. You know what I'm saying? I've been in front of the camera, in front of the camera, this, that, and the other. I want to learn how to work the camera and learn how to shoot myself and this, that, and the other and shoot movies myself and learn how to do that side of it. So, hell, I became a cinematographer and a videographer as well. And then um, while, of course, learning that process, you got to learn how to to edit your work and put it all together, you know what I'm saying, and make it presentable. So I had to, so editing just followed next type of thing. But um, but yeah, I'm just a actor who can shoot as well and put it all together. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Do you um? Wait, were you about to say something? No, not really. So, <laughs> do you prefer? So, since you learned how to edit and everything like that, and you act, do you? Do you like to just do it yourself or do you still trust other people to do it? Or do you I, kind of work side by side? Like, what's your process? I definitely trust other people to do it because I know the capabilities of my equipment mm-hmm. and my um, my level in the um, in the industry. Oh, you know so you saying? still use your, they, they use your equipment, but you still do everything. I mean, you still act, basically. No, so like when it comes to projects that I do with other people mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that'll be just acting Marquise you know what I'm saying that'll that'll be just acting side of me but let's say I have projects of my own you know what I'm saying where I'm the videographer uh where I'm the cinematographer type of thing mm-hmm. that's just solely me solely me doing my own freelance work type of thing but when it comes to projects this that and the other I don't um when it comes to like being the cameraman for projects as a group I have I have other friends and other colleagues that have uh, higher quality, you know what I'm saying, equipment than me type of thing. So they all, of course, take the lead on take the lead on doing things such as uh, such as recording or whatever we're doing. If uh, but if I'm the only one who's capable of doing so, then that'll be my job. That's why I wanted to learn every aspect around it type of thing. So if there's not a if we can't get a cameraman, I know I I am a cameraman type of thing, this, that, and the other. So, but yeah. So, do you feel like it's easier to work like by yourself or with a team when it comes to like being behind the screen? Oh, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. it's definitely. Uh, well, 
Yeah, behind the scenes, as in whenever we stop recording, let's say let's let's, let's talk movie wise. Mm-hmm. Let's say we just filmed a whole movie and then we've done we've we've um we've shut up shop where you don't have to do anything anymore but edit type of thing Mm -hmm. when it comes to a process like that um where it's just like all in the editor's hands it's working by yourself is more ideal um because it's like sharing your thoughts with another person and real time and i don't know but just sitting behind a computer because it's a one-man job Mm-hmm. type of thing unless you break it up and give it because there'll be multiple editors on movies big movies and stuff like that hollywood movies there are multiple editors who who will um edit different sections different portions because they'll just be three-hour movies nobody wants to do that but um <laughs> but when it comes to your section your portion it's something you do by yourself so me and my um realm you know what i'm saying i do all of the behind the scenes stuff hell by myself because that's pretty much just the the bulk of um, the bulk of the project, where it's just the nighttime hours, putting it all together and making it look pretty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's no really, never really anybody you can consult with on um, the time like that. But whenever it's like shoot day or something, mm-hmm. hell yeah, I want me a team. I want me a team to get this ball rolling. <laughs> to get I it need, done. Yeah, I need pay. I need makeup. I need you know what I'm saying. Set design. I need you know what I'm saying. I need a uh, script supervisor. I need the boom operator. I need camera A, camera B. You know what I'm saying. Uh, when it's time to create, that's when you want the team. But when it's time to be creative in your room and make it look good and mm. this, that, and the other, or when you're writing the story, stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? You do by yourself. Mm-hmm. But. That's a great point. That's really, really good. I never even thought about it like that. But once you broke it down, like, that definitely makes a lot of sense. It's like, all, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and of course you can ask for help when you're by yourself like hey man I'm stuck or anything like that but for the most part shit I'd rather be solo dolo especially when I'm sitting here trying to figure out exactly how I want to do something and I don't want any distractions type of thing hell yeah I'm gonna do this part by myself yeah cause that even reminds me of my episode 3 of Life of a Creative where I was just talking about even trying to get out of a writer's blogger, trying to figure out what time you're more creative or anything like that. And I was talking about how I'm more creative at night versus right. the morning time. Morning time is like my ritual to start my day, you know, right. yoga, my coffee. But at night, I'm like, my mind is racing. I'm like, oh my God, all these thoughts. I can do any and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy how that works, how. No, that's fully understandable. I'm more nighttime oriented too. You are? Hell yeah. I'll get a I'll be up all throughout the night working on some shit. That's how it be. It's it just, just feels like, like uh feels like to me, uh my bad, but it just feels like the world is just frozen sometimes. Yeah, and you're just in your own bubble, right? Right. Yeah, nighttime. I like working throughout the night. It just feels like everything's quiet and nobody's moving. The world is just saying it's still, but Slowly but surely, that doggone sun gonna come up. <laughs> I swear, it's almost like I have this friend, and she told me this saying. It was like a bee is in your bonnet, meaning there's a thought in your head. So think of a mm. bee in a bonnet, and that's what I think of at night. That at night, it's gonna be a bee in your bonnet because you're gonna be thinking about it until you get it out, until mm. you write it down, until you express yourself, until you know you do whatever way you express yourself as a creative right it's, that bee is going to be in your bonnet 
like that's just all it is but if it rests it's gone so you might as well get it out of you and that's a that's a a good way to look at it because sometimes people will be just up and can't sleep and you know what i'm saying and they don't really sit there and think about there's a reason for you being up right now you know what i'm saying you're supposed to be either doing Mm -hmm. something or you know what i'm saying getting closer to god who knows you know what i'm saying you're supposed to be Working on something or something, you know what I'm saying? It's a reason your ass up like a mother. <laughs> Who knows? Mm-hmm. Rather rather than just being an insomniac, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> sometimes you really do got to get to the source before anything. And it's like, right. all right, let me just get this out. As a creative, you got to be up late hours. I mean, uh, yeah, late hours, early morning, we'll talk. Yeah, that's why I, like, I love to ask people, what's what's your creative time? Is it morning time and night time? And some people can wake up super early in the morning. Like, Hey, like I right. just, um, had a home girl who woke up at like seven in the morning and she just played on her piano, just, you know, doing her thing and writing up the rest of her song. And I was like, Oh wow. I would do that at seven o'clock at night. Right. But it, you know, <laughs> it's amazing. That's why I love to talk to people. That's why I feel like everybody's so different, but we're so the same. But we're just different languages or something and translated differently. It's it's wild to think about. Yeah. I'm more of a nighttime guy for sure. So I'm definitely a night owl. <laughs> definitely. I um I be telling people I've probably seen more uh more sunrises than the average person. It's not good. Because <laughs> <laughs> since I was a kid, it it it, it never fails. I'll be catching my mama going to work or something like that and I try to fake sleep. She'd be like, boy, I know you ain't been up all night. I start laughing. <laughs> I mean, okay. all night or night. <laughs> right. But I don't know what it is. It's just nighttime. I just feel more um, alive. Right. I don't know. It's just, yeah. And then I could still, I could be up all night, go to sleep probably like 4 o'clock in the morning or something like that and then wake up at like 8. <laughs> and be energized. And and be energized enough to get my day going. You know what I'm saying? After a while, I'm up and it feels regular. Wow. Mm-hmm. See, but that's like, I feel like that's like a superpower too. Because like, you really can maximize your day. You know how people say there's not enough hours in a day? It could be. Like right. that, <laughs> you make it. So I feel, yeah, like that's, yeah. I feel like that's pretty cool. I feel like that's a superpower. Right. I do want to ask one more question before we wrap everything up. So... To go back to my episode, the chorus, episode four, I did talk about Go Get a Goals, which is one of my most recent ones. And I was talking about how uh, being consistent and everything with your goals and how do you, like, remind yourself every day, you know, the, about um, the, the end of the tunnel. And so right. me, I was just saying, like, I think about everything daily because, in my opinion, you can't see the future. You can only see the present. So everything mm-hmm. I do in the present actually affects my future. So well, how do you feel? How do you consistently achieve your goals, especially as an actor? Um, staying confident for sure, Sean. Um, <laughs> but making them, um, keeping them prevalent, you know what I'm saying, to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, out of sight, out of sight, out of mind type of thing, but you uh, just do the opposite. Keep it in my face. Sticky notes, hell, you know what I'm saying? Reminders, motivational posts, hell, watch, you know what I'm saying? This, that, and the other. But small wins, I uh, I don't take with a grain of salt anything. 
every congratulations I sit there and apply it to my life and mm-hmm. see it on a bigger scale you know what I'm saying I look at things and I'm compared to down the road whenever I'll be you know what I'm saying to the plane that I want to be on but it's all about projection you know what I'm saying manifestation hell all of that Really you know what I'm saying? Having the confidence and the 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 um oh damn the mindset that this is you know what I'm saying gonna be me you know what I'm saying the the mm-hmm. goal that I have for myself is obtainable because I can do whatever you know what I'm saying the just the utmost confidence is keep it in my first forefront of my mind type of thing mm-hmm. constant reminder. So, is the sticky notes like a constant reminder? Is there any other ways you remind yourself? Yeah, so I'm saying either visually, Mm -hmm. I literally write it down, you know what I'm saying, in a journal or something like that, and and make it solidify it, you know what I'm saying, within the world. Mm -hmm. It's actually physically on a piece of paper um, to where, you know what I'm saying, it can't be undone. Multiple steps. Right, so where I can come back and actually lay my eyes on it type of thing, but yeah. Hmm. I might have to take note on that. <laughs> I feel like that's a I feel like that's a really good idea. Cause like yeah. I journal, but it's like just like random thoughts or random ideas, but it's not like how you put it. And I think I really, really love how you put it because it's kind of like that extra nudge, like you're supporting yourself in a way. Right, right, right. You got to hold yourself accountable type of thing. Yes, that's the word. I was trying to think of the exact word, but you're holding yourself accountable in multiple ways. And I'm like, dang, that really make me want to do it if I do it that many ways. Right, right. Hmm. And then it makes it kind of uncontrollable. At that point, the universe is about to start taking over. And one thing about the universe, everything falls into place. Exactly when it's supposed to. Exactly when it's supposed to. See, I love that. And see, on that note, we're going to wrap up our show. Hey, hey. (laughs) I do want to let you guys know that I am available now on all listening platforms. Anything you love to listen to podcasts on, whether it's Apple, Spotify, uh, Apple, Amazon, anything else, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely on there. It's Mother Moments. And please follow me on Instagram at L-I-L dot M-U-B-A. And please, you got to shout yourself out. You got to give your Instagram and anybody else you want to shout out so that I can put it in the show notes and they can follow. Uh, Well, man, uh, Instagram is D-A-L underscore Watson. Um, I'm just your average uh, average black man, you know. Uh, <laughs> I can do um I can do I can do um acting for you. I can if you need a videographer, I got you. If you need a host, I got you. Um Yeah. I'm uh give me a give me a look up. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, in all seriousness, this has been a pleasure. No. You know we go way back, Jazz. You know I do anything <laughs> I do anything for you. <laughs> Um, yeah, this has been fun. So much. Of Thank course. you so much. You have been a pleasure. And it's always so good to get a black man, a real black man perspective on how to show up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, y'all enjoy your Oh, day. my bad. I got one more thing. 
No, go ahead and add or do it. I just I just started getting facials <laughs> when I was thinking yeah. about when I was thinking about um when I was thinking about stuff you were saying like that just made like on some selfish stuff. I was like when I go get my facials, I be feeling yeah. selfish as hell. <laughs> I love that. It's funny as hell. I just thought about that though. <laughs> and that is how you end the show right there. <laughs> Can we all please get facials? Because <laughs> that's how you be selfish. <laughs> nah, for real. <laughs> no, thank you for even mentioning that. That really just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. And with that being said, y'all enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you all, everybody, for listening.